sometimes I feel like we live in the twilight zone. Never in a million years did I ever think that there would come a time that a journalist wanted to interview a world leader, regardless of who the world leader is. And journalists would all lose their mind over it. Uh, a lot of people, the regular voters, have lost their minds over it. Uh, at a time that we're paying for a war that we're allegedly not in, the Ukraine-Russia war, with all the money that we've been sending to Ukraine, there have been multiple stories that nobody seems to know where the hell this money goes. I think the American people have a good idea. Don't you want to hear from both sides? I know I do. We've gotten all these softball interviews with clear agendas by the mainstream media. Um, but nobody's really asked Zelensky any tough questions. And certainly nobody has had any interest whatsoever in asking Putin, you know, what his thoughts are. A lot of us have a lot of questions. Uh, and a lot of us are so willing to support a war that we know nothing about, that we're not being the, told the truth about. And then we don't want to hear from both sides. I also hear from a group of people who from, you know, the freedom of speech, speech <laughs> something I can't do right now, freedom of speech uh, perspective. They want to allow the guy to speak. But they really don't have any interest in hearing or listening to anything that he has to say. A lot of people want to do gotcha questions, which, I mean, you're not going to get a good interview that way. You're just going to piss the guy off. He's not going to tell you anything. Instead of just having like a real conversation with the guy and asking him the questions that most most Americans themselves would want to know. Um, what is even the reason for this situation in Ukraine? I mean, there's a great place to start. He's made the claims of bioweapons and biolabs, uh, which has been proven for the most part. Uh, it, it, a lot of people are going into this with their mind made up. He's a liar. He's You don't even know what he was going to say, right? But if you go into it with the thought that everything that comes out of his mouth is going to be... Uh, uh, a great big lie i mean that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna leave with after the interview it, it, your mind's made up and you haven't even heard what the questions were or how he answered or you know a lot of people oh well he's a master of deception you know the american people aren't smart enough to figure out what the hell you know what's right and what's not that's how we got into into this mess in the first place was that, you know, this is some really complicated, tricky stuff. And we need these imbeciles in the news to, you know, tell us what's really going on. We need the Sebastian Gorkas of the world, right? That pile of garbage. It's funny seeing him take it in the 
in the backside uh, today all over X. Uh, I noticed uh, <laughs> Jack Posobiec seems to be uh, at odds with that guy. That guy's uh, Sebastian Gorka. I I've seen him bully young women on X, uh, demanding they take down posts that he thought weren't flattering to Ukraine. So uh, that should tell you all you need to know about him. Um, but anyway, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, we shouldn't listen to Putin because he's a corrupt dictator. I mean, as if the United States government wasn't the most corrupt government in the world. I mean, look at the guy we have sitting in the White House and how he got there, you know, stolen elections and all, and tell me that, you know, Putin is somehow the most corrupt world leader in the world. Yeah, right. You know, I'm not here to carry water for Putin. I don't, you know, I don't know all that much. You know, I know a lot about him. I know the history. I know that everybody in our government that hates us also hates him. And I also know that they treat him exactly how they treat Trump. So uh, other than that, I don't really know. Um, I'm not well versed in Russian history like I am American history. Um, but I do actually know a lot of people and have been friends with for years that live in Russia. And they've been telling me for years that the Russian people love the guy. Um, I, I wish we once again had that over here. We did for a majority of the country when Trump was president. And I hope that in 2024, we see that again. I mean, uh, but why is that a bad thing? You know, a lot of people try to make the argument uh, whether Putin is a good guy or a bad guy. And the problem is, is that entire thing is subjective. I mean, it really depends on who you ask. And, you know, like literally, are they Americans? Are they Russians? Or, you know, um, as I said, I know people in Russia that absolutely love the guy. They, they feel that he uh, he's doing good by the Russian people. And at the end of the day, that's that's what your representatives our elected selected officials are supposed to do right they're supposed to do what it is that we want and they're supposed to look out for us and our best interests yet look at the silly border bill issue so we can't secure our border without giving tons of money to ukraine and israel and everywhere else right well Putin, according to the Russian people, does the right thing by them. I don't know. I don't live there. But I will say he's no better or worse than our government. That is probably the most corrupt government in the world. And Ukraine. I mean, I don't know all that much about Ukraine or Ukrainian politics either, but I do know that they are probably one of the most corrupt countries in the world. and. Uh, you know, so I want to hear from all sides. I want to hear from Putin. I want to hear from Zelensky. Uh, and uh, one of the things I'd love to know from Putin is why is he always the patsy from our government? Why is it always him? Every, it doesn't matter what can happen. It somehow it becomes Putin's fault. It's kind of like Donald Trump, right? Like anything that happens, somehow we can find a way to apply to Donald Trump. You know, even like this border crisis, all, all, all Joe Biden had to do was continue to Donald Trump policies. But no, 
we do everything we can to do the complete opposite. Now we have a border to crisis. And now you're going to say that, you know, the fake MAGA Mike, who's not even MAGA at all, uh, it's his fault and it's Trump's fault, right? We've now turned the border crisis during the Biden presidency and we just, you know, ah, it's Trump's fault. Well, the same thing happens with Putin, right? We always kind of find a way to demonize that guy. And I'm not saying that he's a, a some innocent guy that's never done bad things, but I'm saying look at the people that we elect and look at our country. Uh, I don't know. I don't think there's all that many trustworthy people in the media, certainly not on cable news. That's out. You know what I mean? There are a few good alternative media people and journalists, Tucker Carlson being one of them. Uh, and we'll see. I hope Zelensky uh, approves the request Tucker Carlson uh, put in to interview him, too. And, you know, uh, I would hear him out, too. Um, we'll see. But I wouldn't prejudge an interview before we even, before the damn thing even airs. I mean, there's a group of people that, that just swear they know what, you know, what he's going to say and whether or not we should trust him or listen. Maybe we should just like hear it first and then we could take it uh, from there. But I'm going to play um, Tucker Carlson's remarks about why he's doing the interview. I don't know if any of you saw it. I'm sure a lot of you probably have. But just in case you haven't, We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and has depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances. And the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast. And along with it, the dominance of the US dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with the Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. 
But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States. and We want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group. Nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, tuckercarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. <laughs> right? It speaks for itself. Hear the guy out. Hear the guy out. Uh, I can tell you what, like him or not, Tucker Carlson is the right guy for the interview. Um, he's got a finesse about him. Um, he'll be able to get some good questions uh, asked, in my opinion. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, and I think he would do a good job even if uh, he was to interview Zelensky too. Like I said, it's an issue that has two sides to it. I don't know how people could have their minds so made up uh, only hearing from one side by the media that just so happens to side with that person and think that you're getting anywhere remotely close to the truth. Um, but that's basically all I have to say about that topic there. And uh, also, uh, last thing I wanted to talk about is this thing with Hawaii. Uh, they just passed a bill to prevent Trump from appearing on the ballot. Uh, you know, we kind of knew that was going to happen. And, you know, I already see some of the people making the arguments, well, you know, well, why he goes Democrat anyway? Yeah, well, all right, right. So we'll just ignore it. 
And then when other states do it because Hawaii did it and got away with it, we'll be kicking ourselves in the rear end. Um, you have another group of people saying, oh, well, you know, uh, SCOTUS is about to do something about that soon. But like, do we really trust them? Uh, look at some of the, the, you know, new developments in the Fannie Willis case. That's getting worse and worse. Uh, the uh, appellate D.C. court with the uh, uh, presidential immunity, how they rejected Trump's uh, immunity claim. Uh, so do you really have all that much trust in the Supreme Court? I know I don't. Uh, I don't think you should either, but that's up to you to figure out. Uh, but that's pretty much, I think that's about all I had for today. It's been pretty slow on the news front the last uh, few days. Like there's a lot of stories, but I mean, ones that are actually relevant to matter, uh, you know, uh, Rona, McRomney or whatever the hell her name is, or uh, chief of staff, I think it was, resigned. Hopefully Rona's next. But, you know, even the thing with that, uh, uh, look at the the names of people. Some people are propo proposing, God, I can't talk, proposing uh, to change her out with. Uh, at least Stefanik, for instance, who I'm not a fan. Uh, I got to be honest, I don't really like most of these people anymore. Uh, I used to think that there were a few good ones left, and it's becoming clear more and more that there's not. I just see a bunch of showboating fools um, who will drag you from uh, one act to the next. You know, uh, it's nothing more than political theater for mo most of these people. Uh, and one of the ways that you could actually prove that is by how many of them are really talking about the, the theft of 2020, the stolen elections. I know a lot of people all oh, move on, Vincent, you know, we're looking, we're living in the past. Yeah, well, you don't move forward any other way because we've done actually absolutely nothing to uh, prevent what happened in 2020 from happening in 2024. There's not one reason that anybody could give me why we should expect a different result, uh, especially now when you see the level of corruption that we're seeing. Uh, I, I just, it's mind blowing to me, but here we are. And to the credit of the few people who are and who have been coming out and talking about it, good for you. We need more people doing it uh, because we will not move forward until we do something to make sure that the election itself is winnable. Right now it's not. that Our, our chance of winning is you know, a matter of them screwing up, stealing it. So with that said, if we're gonna take the path to doing nothing, everybody and the mother better get out and vote and get everybody they know to get out and vote because it's gonna take every single person that we can uh, and then hope to hell that they screw up. Uh, hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully we smarten up and we force the states um, to actually secure the elections. That's my hope. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but that's really, really all I have here. If you would do me a favor, like and share this uh, stream. Don't forget, check out my Substack at drsativa.substack.com. Uh, I've been posting a lot of great articles there uh, daily, it takes a while to write. So usually there's only between two and five a day, depending on uh, whether I find stories newsworthy or not. Um, and that's it, till next time, bye.